My guest today is Maggie Kane, the executive director of A Place at the Table. They provide community and good food for all, regardless of means. A Place at the Table is proud to serve alongside the more than 60 other pay-what-you-can restaurants in the global one world everybody eats. This awesome restaurant is right here in my backyard. It's a super cool place. You'll quickly see how great this place is. And their executive director is a ball of energy. Maggie Kane, welcome to Pick Up the Six podcast. What's up? That's one of the best introductions I've had. And it has been seven years. So thank you. It's so good to be here with you, Brian. I'm a professional, Maggie. I aim for professionalism at all times. I finally and, see it. <laughs> you know, when, when you, um, I love those moments in life. We're going to talk a lot on this show here today and so excited to share your story, to share a story of a place at the table. When I first walked in there, I was like, this place is amazing. And then when I met you, I was like, this lady's amazing. No wonder this place is amazing. Oh my and gosh, you meet no, people you're that too just, nice. That, that just bring that great energy. You're like a shot of B12. <laughs> Well, should I be taking B12 or do you think I'm like over B12? Because I someone just told me I should be taking a B12 shot. I, would I don't know if I need more though. I would recommend a daily dose of magnesium, K2, and D3 as a nice combination, okay, especially cool. in these in these times. Um, but you're probably good. You're I'm good probably, to go. You're probably awesome. Well, when you go. walked in that day, when you first met us, you didn't realize you'd be signing up to help do things for us too, right? No problem. <laughs> I, no problem. No problem. And I love every second. All right. So let's get to know you a little bit and let's get to know a place at the table a little bit. I read on your bio, you love to run and you love to eat yeah. peanut butter. So yep. first of all, how far and how much? Cool. Cool. Um, run far. I've run, I've done a couple marathons, done a couple half marathons. I am not as cool as some of our F3 buddies. So mm -hmm. I am not doing the hundreds yet or ever. Um, and peanut butter, I am a crunchy whole third, whole 365 whole foods brand peanut okay. butter eater every single day. And sometimes peanut M&Ms too. Those are good right oh, post marathon. Yes. Yes. Have you ever tried that trick? No, listen, what, what's not to like about yeah. all that? So you're, you're all right. So in team peanut butter, you need some texture to it is what you're Absolutely. talking about. Your team yeah. texture. The crunchier, the better and no sugar added. I love I'm it. very specific. Sure. I'm not, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a bougie peanut butter eater. I'm yeah. not eating the GIF. This is a woman who knows what she likes in peanut butter. <laughs> She's not afraid to admit it. Ladies nope. And all right. So tell me a little bit about a place at the table. We set it up yeah. a little bit there in the intro, quite simply. And essentially it is a restaurant in Raleigh, North Carolina, where people can walk in and pay what they can, uh, whether that, and that can mean a lot of different things. So first and foremost, yeah. uh, tell me a little bit about what this place is. How did it come to be? Yeah, it's the coolest place in the world. I feel super fortunate to work here every single day. Um, I was, so I'll take you back a little bit. Sure. I was uh, I was working at a day shelter in 2014. So what a day shelter is, is it's a place where people can come in, get off the streets and just have a place to be in the day. They don't sleep there, right? They go about their their themselves in the, in the evening, they come in, they get coffee, they get a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I got to know so many of these incredible folks who were experiencing homelessness, living in extreme poverty. I got to know their hopes and their dreams and they got to know mine. And we were really forming this friendship. And so 
what at the time I'm, I'm wanting to know them more. So wanting to know people in my life means I eat with them. I go get coffee, I go get a beer. Um, so, you, you know, you, you use food or coffee as your tool towards getting to know people. And so getting to know folks experiencing extreme poverty was going to the soup kitchen. So we would go to the soup kitchen. We'd walk about a mile from the day shelter. We would stand in line on like a pretty cold day. Like today we'd get inside, we'd get handed a plate. We didn't get to choose what we wanted. And then we'd have to eat really quickly. So someone else could come in and eat. And again, there's nothing wrong with soup kitchens. I love soup kitchens. Our soup kitchen in Raleigh, right down the street from a place at the table serves 350 people every single day. It's incredible. But what I found was it was so different than my life experience. And so I decided to start taking people out for meals. And so I started taking folks experiencing homelessness out to restaurants in yeah, Raleigh. Yeah, yeah. And I found that they wanted to go to places like Golden Corral or K&W Cafeteria. And so if anyone's not from Raleigh or the East Coast, um, these are places that have just awesome buffets, right? And so I asked my friend John, who happened to sleep outside at night at the time, I said, John, why do you want to go to come to Golden Corral every time? Is it because you can get a ton of food and you're hungry? And he said, no, Maggie, of course. No, it's not that at all. It's two reasons. The first being when I walk in, I'm seen, I'm greeted. I feel seen here. Living in poverty and experiencing homelessness means you get treated as invisible a lot. People literally step right over you on the street. I feel seen here from the person that greets me at the door to the person who comes and asks if I need a refill. And the second being I have choice. And John said, living in poverty, people make every choice for you from what you eat to where you sleep. Here, I get to choose. If today I feel like a salad, I can have that. Or I can have a like ball or waffle, right? I get to have that choice. No one's making the choice for me. Um, and so that was a mic drop moment for me back in 2014. And I said, we have got to do something about this. We have to create a place where people feel seen and have choice. And at the same time, I saw Yes, Raleigh is an awesome place to live. Born and raised here, I will forever rep Raleigh. But I saw that people with money were going one way and people without money were going the other. And we needed a place that brought everyone back together. Started researching, found the pay what you can system. And as you mentioned early, earlier, found that and saw that they were over 30 at the time, I think, officially pay what you can mm -hmm. restaurants across the country. All very different all with different ways they operate, all with different ways they, you know, what food they serve, what hours they're open, different names. But I said, if other places can do this, then Raleigh could too. Um, started working on it and everyone thinks we open the next day. Not true. It took us about four years to get off the ground. And so we finally opened January 8th of 2018, about four years later. Um, we opened at the Pay What You Can restaurant what that means, I know it's so confusing to a lot of folks, but what that means is you walk in and you see a regular restaurant. You would not know we were a nonprofit. You see fun photos on the wall, bright colors. You, you smell good food. You see a pastry case full of Pop-Tarts and muffins. And you, you finally start to realize some things are different when you get up to the register. And the person behind the register says, your suggested price is, would you like to pay that price less or volunteer for your meal. And so suggested pricing means that every menu item has a suggested price and you can choose to pay that price. 
You can pay more and pay it forward for someone else. Yeah, big fan of that. Big fan yes. of that. And people do every day. The, and it's amazing to see. You can pay less because we know some weeks are just harder than others and you can only afford less. And that's okay. That's more than okay. Or you can pay by volunteering with us. So we see on average pre-COVID days, but we're going to get back to it. On average, we see about 80 to 90 people volunteering for their meal every single day. Wow. Incredible. There's a few things in there I want to pull out. And just, yeah. I mean, you guys want to talk about strength of purpose and community impact right there. I mean, that that sums it up. All right. So one thing not lost on me is the name of your restaurant. And you're right. When you walk in, you see a cafe, you see a fully functional yeah. cafe. One of my favorite things about what you guys have is I love the coffee bar up front and I love people cooking right in front of the restaurant, which yeah. is really neat. Not lost to me is the name. You talked about folks feeling left out, feeling mm -hmm. marginalized, feeling unseen. I mean, yeah. we're all guilty. You pull up to a light. Let me turn my head this way so I don't have to make, right? Think about those moments. Yeah. The message you're sending. A place at the table isn't a place just to come sit down and eat. Yeah. It is a place at this table to be part of this community. How'd you land on that name? Boom. Now, um, do you want to be the executive director? <laughs> you nailed it. Um, no, we really, because yes, we are fighting food insecurity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. We are feeding a mm -hmm. lot of hungry folks, but we are also fighting community insecurity. We are fighting loneliness that so yeah. many of us are experiencing myself included. Right. Um, it, truly we're using food as our tool to creating community and bringing people together. Um, and so a place at the table, we, I mean, how the name actually came up is I am a person of faith and mm -hmm. there, it, I grew up Presbyterian and in the Presbyterian hymnal, I was sitting in one of my mentor's offices and just opened up to the, opened up the hymnal to a random page and it happened to be the song A Place at the Table. And that's when it clicked. And this was back in 2015. And it just clicked that, okay, this is this is it. Um, and so I am very aware of this. I got a little that. goosed up. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm moving around my seat because I got yes. goosebumps. It's true though. Yeah. So if there are any other people of faith out there, I mean, that that's how this really came to be because when one door closed, another yeah. would open and it just continued that way. Um, things like the name, things like uh, just locations and, mm -hmm. and just little by little, we just started to really notice God's presence in every moment. Um, and again, a place at the table we just really wanted everyone to feel welcome, no matter who they were, they were going to walk in and be treated exactly the same. There's no coincidence, right? That's only God taking action and choosing yes, to be preach. held anonymous about what he did. <laughs> preach. Thank you. I'm a believer in that. So you guys have created this incredible place. It's in downtown Raleigh. Uh, if folks ever travel into Raleigh, if you're local to the area, please go check it out. If you travel in, it's well worth your time to go see it. But you're, you're fighting these against these stigmas, right? You're trying yeah. to fight against food insecurity and even community inequity, right? In some yeah. communities as well. Can you take me through a micro look as to what it's like here in your hometown yeah. and then maybe a macro look yeah. a little bit. Cause this is, this is likely happening in communities across our country. Everywhere, everywhere hunger. We all know hunger. And if we don't know, 
we should know hunger is a major problem. It really is. Um, we, in, in our community here, one in seven people are hungry. That's a lot of people. I mean, that, that, if you actually think about that, if you think about a table you're sitting at and there's usually seven or eight people, that's one person at that table. And it's just, it's, it's, it's really, it's nuts. One in four children in our state are hungry which is not okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yes, North Carolina is, I want to say where we are on the, at this point, I don't know the latest stats during COVID, but we're pretty high up there in in hunger being one of the most evident. Um, But it's a problem across the whole country. It's a problem across the whole world, obviously. Um, But what I will also say is this community insecurity Um, on the micro and macro level is real with everyone. I mean, and if COVID has not made you realize how lonely people Mm -hmm. are, then open your eyes. Um, I think about it all the time when I walk into the grocery store and I am really frustrated and I'm standing behind the person that's talking to the person at the register and, oh yeah, like my cat did this and this and this. They're, that's probably the only person that that person has talked to all day. And so if you put it on a bigger scale, if you put it on something like COVID, when people can't even leave their houses, then you just realize that loneliness that exists, that lack of community. Um, I, you know, I think hunger, and I learned this from a mentor of mine over the years, hunger is also a community problem. Um, it's a, it's a um, relationship problem. If I lost my job today at a place at the table, I could call on a hundred people and say, I need a place to stay. Can I borrow 500 bucks? Can I pay rent, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't have those relationships for whatever reason. We don't need to ask why, but a lot of people don't. So if you don't have people you can call on, then you fall into that cycle of poverty and then it just continues and it is expensive to be poor. So then it gets even more expensive and then you become poorer and then you're at pretty much at rock bottom. Um, my friend, John, who I was mentioning earlier, John had a great job at, at um, in downtown Raleigh at a, at a restaurant. He lost it because the restaurant went under. He that, At that point, he couldn't get another job. He was in his 50s. He couldn't find another job. No one would hire him. And then he lost, his lights turned off. Then he lost his apartment. They evicted him. And then he ended up on the streets. So he tried to go to the shelter, but he felt like he was job hunting and job searching and then having to make it in time to the shelter. And this cycle continued until John was sleeping outside for about three months um, and just could not. He didn't have people to call and he did not his confidence and his insecurities. Right. Just smashed together. And so um, John ended up on the streets and now John's doing great, has a great job in New York City. We talk regularly, but it, it, again, it's those two things. It's expensive to be poor and it's a relationship problem. I just threw a lot at you and I'm sorry. No, please listen. I'm just sitting back, taking it all in. And I'm thinking, you know, you get caught in these moments where perspective can fade very quickly, right? Our yeah. perspective on things with all that we have. Can, can fade. And I'm like, y'all need to put your Maggie Kane glasses on and look through life with some of that perspective, because that's, that's an incredibly powerful way to go about it. One thing, I mean, so many things I love about what you guys are doing over there. I want to talk menu with you in a minute. Cause I want people to get a sense as like, yes. what are we cooking up in this place? We ain't just selling oh, yeah. bologna sandwiches. Like, no. You guys are really, really bringing it over there, but you're empowering people too. Like, yeah. There's something incredibly powerful about, yes, we will feed you 
and come in and work too. Yep. Come spend some time with us. Yep. Let's get to know yep. each other a little bit. Let's talk to each other. Yep. What kind of sports are you into, man? What kind of music you like? Like, let's 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 get in a little and bit. And we there. realize That's we have work. a lot more in common than we think. And and you know, what sports are you into, right? Oh, we we both root for NC State. Awesome. We can talk about NC State. And and so what what we have realized is, you know you mentioned our mission earlier, it's community and good food for all, regardless of means. And I said, we use, we use good food as our tool towards creating community, but we do that in two ways. We have large community tables where people can sit together, share a meal, have this conversation about what sports teams they love and by volunteering together. So we see so many folks volunteer every day, either they're volunteering for their meal or they're signing up to volunteer. And so the coolest things happen in the dish room, washing pots and pans. When you've got two people who come from very different worlds, but they are scrubbing dishes, getting their hands dirty, getting instant facials in the dish room, but they're chatting and having a good time. And again, realizing that just because they come from different worlds doesn't mean they can't have a relationship. And so, and and again, goes back to that grocery store story I told mm-hmm. you. This might be the only time someone talks to someone all day. And I also want to note, we are big. I don't care. And yes, our food is awesome. And it needs to come out well, because we believe that all people deserve good food, no matter who you are. Um, and good, and people will come out once for a good cause, but they'll come out again if the food is good. Um, but Number one most important thing is when you walk up, you are greeted the same. We always have a greeter and you will probably be called by name. My staff know they better know people's names because it is important to be called by name. Mm -hmm. You may not have been called by name in the past two years. And so we want you to feel seen and heard. Homemade from scratch, Pop-Tarts, guys, let me tell you something. I'm going to take one of those home instant here when I walk in the door with a homemade pop tart from a place at the table. So mm-hmm. what, what are we, what are we serving there? You talked about good yeah, food. Yeah. avocado toast over there. Legit. What are, what are people getting when they come to a place at the table? Seriously, the best food in the world. And I don't just say that because I work there. I don't cook. You know, one wants me cooking. So I am able to say this. It is the best food. We have an awesome, awesome chef. We have awesome sous chefs. Um, and this is their job. This is what they do for a living. I think people think that, that there's this myth that we have all volunteers cooking and we have all donated food. And again, not that there's anything wrong with that, but we could compete with any other restaurant down here. I mean, our culinary team is phenomenal. Um, probably the best, um, bacon, bacon cheddar biscuit you've ever had. It's the size of my head and it's, it's, um, chef Andrew makes a spicy cheddar biscuit, homemade, his own sausage, his own bake. Well, you can't make yes, bacon, please. Starving. all of I'm it, starving right? Thinking about this. It's so good. I, I mean, the COVID-20 is real when you this work out. This is why you have to keep running. This is why you have to this keep running. This is why I run. I mean, and eat peanut butter at night for dinner because I right. had a, like, bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit or a mm-hmm. uh, whatever, grilled chicken sandwich with homemade chips and ranch. So you can't, you cannot beat it. And we have bakers on staff that make those Pop-Tarts, make cinnamon rolls. So the food really is is phenomenal, and and we're lucky. Yep. So one of the things that you guys are able to do there too, and we talked about it before is pay what you can, but if you want to pay more, so customers can come in and not only pay for their meal, but they can leave, you know, a chip to buy somebody a meal going forward. This pay it forward thing, quite literally paying it forward. I'm such a big fan of that. 
And it works. It works. I mean, it's it's been amazing to see how the community has stepped up and paid it mm-hmm. forward and really bought people's meals and wanted to, to give people meals. Yep. Um, every day we see new folks coming through who are like, someone handed me this, this meal token. It's called a meal token for anyone who doesn't know. Um, and and we, it's just the coolest thing. I mean, my best friend drives through and sees folks who are asking for money with the signs. She drives through every day and she hands a different person a meal token and they all know about us. And they're all like, oh my gosh, yes, we get to go eat at a place at the table. We're so excited. Um, and so it's been neat to see how this community has supported us and has supported folks who can't afford their meals. Yep. So you talked a little bit about John. I want you to introduce our listeners Uh, to some folks over there. So let's get to know a couple people from a place at the table that are picking up the six. Oh, we have the greatest people, just the greatest people. Um, Well, first I'll say our, our team, I, I feel like as the leader of this organization, you hire really good people who are way better than you. So I've got to give a shout out to them. They are totally picking up the six. They are um, just the best and the kindest and they care and they get to love on so many folks who right? Who don't have community every day. So um, we have some awesome people. Um, Most famous human we have here that volunteers every day for his meal. His name is Dino. Um, Everyone knows him. A bunch of F3 guys know him too. And he started coming to us in January of 2018. So probably two or three days after we opened, ordered a waffle, sat down, um, had his meal, jumped up, went to the dish room. We didn't even tell him what to do. He didn't say a single thing. Six months later, fast forward, he started talking more, but he always wanted to be in the dish room. A couple months later, we brought people back there with him. He loved talking to them. He started showing them how to do dishes. He started telling them about his life. Um, and the list goes on. And then uh, about a year in, he said, Miss Maggie, I don't want to do dishes anymore. I want to be out like talking to people, like I want to run food and, and maybe like fill people's coffees. And so everyone has gotten to know Dino and he's been with us now for three years, still comes every single day. He is part of our family. Um, we also have a guy named Jimmy. Jimmy is so awesome. He comes, um, Every day too, he has been in and out of homelessness. He's been in and out of affordable housing. Right now he's housed, which is awesome for him. Um, but there's been moments where he has been living on the streets and, but he's coming in and out. He comes and he doesn't really care much about the food. He doesn't. I mean, he comes and orders a pimento cheese sandwich, which is like the last thing I'd order from, because it's like pimento cheese. I mean, that, but that's my preference. Well, there's some and, Southerners that are gonna say, "Hold on, now. hold no, on." No, I know. But I, I said to I, I said to Jimmy one day, "We don't have it," and he was like, "Oh, yeah. well, then it's fine. I'll just come and hang out." So he didn't really care about the food. Um, but he comes and sits at the community table and talks for hours. Mm-hmm. He has really become fond of my mother, who volunteers on Fridays. And so now during COVID, we don't have volunteerism at the moment. He shows up every single day, gets a meal, and says how is your mom doing? Is she doing okay? So you just see that these relationships are forming. It's really, really neat. Um, We have started to serve a ton of families too. So a lot of families that are living in poverty um, that are coming from all over, whether they're staying in, um, some are staying in hotels, some are staying in affordable uh, affordable homes around the corner. Um, Some are just, just trying really hard to make everything work right now. Um, We have a great family, a mom and her son that come daily too. And they, her son's name is Wise. And they walk up and she said to me, 
it was Wise's birthday a couple weeks ago. And she said to me, she said, I asked Wise, he's five. I asked him what he wanted for his birthday. And he said, I want, I want a salad from a place at the table. And he's six. And she said, she said, Maggie, I, we just don't, we don't get salads ever anymore. We don't get to choose if we want a salad or if we want, um, you know, a, a like hearty sandwich. So um, we have awesome people. And I think my staff know, and I, I know they know, they, they believe that the best part about their job is they just get to meet these awesome people and love these awesome people every single day. I just hired a new manager and she said to me, she said, Maggie, I have the best job in the world. I get to give away food every day and tell people I care about them. So, so if you're listening and you're like, well, first of all, I'm going to bottle up some of that Maggie Kane energy. Right? <laughs> they can't do this work, but they can't do this work without help. Right. And, yep. and, uh, and if they're going to live this James two life, if they're going to live this faith without works, cause they know they got to put the work in, they need your help. Right. So I want to appeal to people that are listening today. They're like, man, I feel pretty motivated by this. Yeah. How can people help you? And how can they explore this if they're not in the Raleigh area? That's right. One, how can they help you? But how could, how could you explore this in yeah. and around where you're at? Absolutely. Um, help us by visiting our, visiting our website, tableraleigh.org. Check us out on Instagram, comment, let us know your thoughts. Um, you can see our delicious food and drool every morning um, when I post on stories on Instagram. So Table Raleigh. Um, so you can follow us there. That's really just the best help. And visit us if you can. Come through. See us. Um, we love having new folks come and try our food and see what we're doing. Um, the second thing is in your area. First, I want to say just start seeing people. That's number mm -hmm. one. Start seeing people, look people in the eye, say hello, acknowledge people's presence. You will never know if you are the only person they talk to that day. You will never know how much it means to you that someone just said hello. Um, so I, I think that's the first thing you can do in general. But second, if you do want to explore this pay what you can system um, or something similar, call us. We are happy to help. We are not going to go open other place of the tables because we know that it comes out of a community authentically. But we will help you. We have the tools. We, it took us four years. Let us help you. So call us, get in touch. I will be glad to help with anything I can. Um, and just start talking to people about it. Your community will come around you. We, you know, this is only possible because the community has rallied and supports us every day. TableRaleigh.org yep. is the website. Table Raleigh, the handle on those social media platforms as well. You can check out their Instagram. Guys, she just offered you the ability to pick her brain out of the goodness of her own heart. Call me. And she means it. I do. Take her, take her up <laughs> on it. Maggie Kane, executive director of A Place at the Table, a real gem here in Raleigh that is connecting people, not just through good food, but also through good community. Maggie, thank you so much for sharing your story and the story of A Place at the Table. Thanks for having me. So fun. She's Maggie Kane. I'm Brian Jodas. This has been Pick Up the Six Podcast.